Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Welcome to the Permanent Good Holiday Special, the holiday episode in which we don't really have holiday-themed segments. We just had a holiday-themed movie, and that's only like half the podcast. And like, even this movie, it's kind of not really a holiday movie per se. So like, it's really just the podcast that happens the week of Christmas, more than anything else. And, um, listen, man. I don't even know if our audience cares, to be honest with you. Um, I think they do, because our first month of publishing episodes, when we chose the wrong Halloween movie, I heard about it from several people for several weeks. So here's my, here's what is going to, this comes out on the 22nd. Yes. It Three days later, it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. So if you don't watch this in the first three days, Christmas is over. And then this would all be irrelevant. Or if you don't celebrate Christmas, it's already irrelevant. It's already irrelevant. So that's what I think. Because I am, I like being behind on my podcast so that when I need a podcast, I can binge like two or three episodes and be caught up. Yes. Yeah. I like being behind. That means I watched Halloween episodes last week. (laughs) And if it's too focused on it, it's distracting. Definitely. Yeah. It's like whenever you binge a hot or like just any tv show any tv show made before the streaming era like by the time you get to the christmas episode you're like it's march why do i care right i don't think i've seen a single christmas episode of psych with uh, during christmas (laughs) dude i'm usually months off usually like it's it's never in winter yeah i'm watching christmas episodes in the summer i'm watching valentine's day episodes in september i'm always way off way off and like it's one of those things where like if you're watching it live it's nice to have it fit the theme right Right. but if you're if you're it's literally that one moment it's that one moment that for a niche audience even in like 2010 it's like hey people have dvrs they're not watching this on christmas hey we we don't need the flash to have a christmas episode it's okay yeah man I'm cool. There's a million other things I would rather have than a holiday episode. Crossovers. Always. Always crossovers. Are fire. And those are also e- hard to do. Even if I don't know the other show, I'd be down for, I'm I'm usually down for a crossover. Right. As long as it's like, it, you have to watch things in a certain order. Like, do you know, like, if Flash comes out one week and Arrow comes out the same week and they follow along and then the next episode they're on each other's weeks yeah and then they keep going (laughs) that's tricky because when I go back to watch Flash like I I was an Arrow guy I haven't watched most of Flash so now I go back to watch Flash there's gonna be a random crossover episode that I kind of need to have watched Arrow for yes exactly and like it's nice when it's even confusing when you're watching it live because it'll be like all right uh for like flash then arrow then supergirl then legends of tomorrow then we go back to flash then arrow's a regular episode then we're in supergirl again and i'm like whoa 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 stop 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 can we stop please because what's what is making you do when you have a crossover episode that can stand alone which is my favorite 
is when you just bring in a guest that we know from outside. Yes. Um, yep. Then you have a cool episode. When you have ones that have to be canon, you just now have to watch two episodes in one week. Yeah. And the more shows you have, that just means before I watch the next episode, I have to watch two, three, four times as much TV. And that's not okay. And again, we go back to the whole like when we go and binge it, it's like, oh, now it's like, all right, let's. I'm at the crossover episode. I watched Flash and Arrow. Now I have to go to season four, episode 12 of Supergirl. And now Netflix thinks that I watched Supergirl. And it's like, because you liked Supergirl. And I'm like, I didn't actually. I didn't like Supergirl. Yeah, I'm here for somebody else. Let's get that straight. Speaking like, of I'm here for wrong. somebody else. The cops that post pictures of the okay, things they've okay. seen. <laughs> this is a hard pivot. Alex and I were having this conversation before we started recording. And I, I, I introed this conversation with, it is probably the tackiest thing that I've ever seen is when police departments will post photos of cops posing with the stuff that they've confiscated as kind of like a, almost like hanging a kid's drawing on the fridge. And they're like, we just took two bags of weed and we're like okay and that just that i'll tell you why that bothers me it's because you didn't do anything you caught the guy you know what i mean that's like the one else bothers me is hunters who like i bagged a freaking 15 pointer so i mean i guess you're saying i got a deer that's older more experienced has evaded more hunters but in my head i'm thinking you didn't grow the antlers (laughs) yeah hey cops how much weed you caught that means you haven't caught that guy for years <laughs> for all these guys are like the cops just busted a huge multi-billion dollar organization oh so About have they been time. like not doing their job for a decade that they got this big like there's a reason that true crime podcasts solve more crimes than the cops do right <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's just so annoying. It's like, well, we got a guy with a bag of weed. You didn't grow the weed. You weren't selling the weed. How come you didn't catch this guy earlier? There's a million things we need to be saying. Stop bragging about this thing. Also, stop posting pictures with you catching weed. Most of us are cool with it at this point. Dude, there are people who are watching that post smoking weed in a place where it's totally legal. So, like, hey, maybe change your price. Well, because, like, that's the only thing that they can post and still seem kind of cool. Because it's not like they can be just like, hey, solved the Smith robbery. Here's or the just guy. Or be like, hey, man, we just busted a heroin dealer. That's cool. Actually, still not cool. I, I Send me back to my previous argument. It means they've been dealing for who knows how long. Like, when people are like, they've just busted a lawn- money laundering organization that typically launders over a million dollars a month. And you're just now catching this guy? (laughs) And like, they will, the longer it's been going on, the more proud they are of it. Cause like, if they were like, hey, this money laundering scheme has been going on for three months and we got him. It's like, good, nipped it in the bud. Proud of you. It's like, this has been a 27 year organization. And you're like, it took three generations of cops for you to get this guy? Yeah, dude, this stuff annoys me. Like the guy who brought in Al Capone, right? Jagger Hoover or what? Whatever. or his organization or whatever caught Capone. The fact that everyone's sitting around patting themselves on the back, they should be like, thank God we finally caught this guy. Okay. Because he's been running this city of Chicago forever now. Like he's famous and people idolize them like Bonnie and Clyde more so. So the fact that you're just now catching them should be like barely passing. 
Like when you take a test and you didn't study and you get a D, you shouldn't be super proud you got a D. You should be like, thank God I passed. And at that point, you're upsetting just as many people as you're making happy. Because at this point, these criminals are celebrities. Right. Also, there are people they have killed. And if you would have just called them a couple months earlier, lives would have been saved. But now we're patting ourselves on the back. Just be better, bro. And stop. Listen, no one should be a cop because it's Period. End of sentence. Carry on. Yeah. No one should be a cop because it's cool. Don't be posting videos. Don't be doing all this stuff. Don't be posing with your friends. Don't be posting pictures of all this stuff. It doesn't make you cool. It doesn't. Yeah. So that's our fun little PSA for the week. If if you're a cop and you encourage these pictures, you're a nerd. Shut up. (laughs) Actually, I rescind my entire statement. Cops are the coolest and they should post more pictures. I want to see more drug dealers. I want to see everything. Every time you catch anybody with any amount of drugs, I want to see it because you're the real heroes. I I back blue. (laughs) what a weird pivot you interrupted that so like like janky um do you want to move on and talk about our movie yeah let's do it all right this week we're taking a break from dick van december and we're talking about our holiday movie for the year and we are watching love actually uh a holiday themed rom-com starring four hundred thousand celebrities but we'll get into that uh if you don't want to listen to this and you want to move on to the next segment the next the time code is right here time code 2856 so, Love Actually. First of all, the most shoehorned title into dialogue I've ever heard. It's so bad. It's so bad. Also, Craig, uh, real, can we real mix quick. it up and yeah, give our can... ratings in the beginning? Okay, yeah, sure. Do you, you want to go, go first? first? All right. My rating is a 4.25. Okay, fair. That's fair. I'm giving this a 7. Whoa. So here, here's the thing. I a uh, little teaser for this week's or for this month's small and tall that's coming out next week. We watched The Holiday, which kind of has a similar tone to it. I hated that movie. So okay. I went into this movie expecting something very similar. I expected cheesy, cookie cutter, garbage, bad rom-com. But I was pleasantly surprised. There, There's a lot wrong. This movie's not great, okay? It's really not. It's really so, not. So, Love Actually is a movie about... There's like nine different storylines all happening at the same time. And they're told in completely random intervals for a random amount of time. We get to some people twice before we get back to a person one more time. Right. And they all meet up at the end. They all have like a little bit of a connection to each other. But, but it's so small. For the so most small. part, for they're, the they're most part to it's each other nine independent stories. Insignificant. If they never linked up, the story wouldn't be any different so uh and they all they're all centered around some sort of romantic thing and about half of them are christmas themed i mean Um, all of them i would say all of them except for one is romantic the rock star uh so like i said there's a lot of people in this movie hugh grant liam neeson colin firth bill nighy martin freeman kiera knightley andrew lincoln uh alan rickman like lot lots of celebrities in this movie um so there were too many segments in this movie too many dude it was jarring sometimes because i really liked having a lot of stories happening at once it it was like because there were some things there were some segments i just straight up didn't like so knowing that it was only a portion of the movie that was nice however we were watching eight different movies yeah so I th- guess you could, on the optimistic side, you could say, listen, 
of the eight, you're gonna like at least half. On the pessimistic side, there's a chance you might not like any of it. And once we cut, we're just gonna cut from one thing you don't like to another thing you don't like. And that's exactly what happened to me. Okay. I um, liked one storyline. Okay. And that was I'm the rock t- star. See, all right. And this is where we differ because there were three storylines that I did not like. I didn't like Colin's storyline with because- the yeah, with a Portuguese assistant. No, no, not Colin Firth. The character's name is Colin. Oh, um, got you. So this character named Colin is, uh, he's unable to score women in England. So he's like, I'm going to go to America for two weeks and sleep with a bunch of women there. Because they'll dig my accent. It'll just be easier. Not only did I just, I just didn't like the character and I didn't like the story. He genuinely frustrated me. He was annoying more than anything else. His friend kept calling him out like, dude, you are being annoying and just like gross. Please stop. And I'm like, please listen to your friend, Colin. So I didn't like that one. I didn't like the rock star one. Um, I just, uh, it didn't help that I didn't like the song, right? I don't think Bill Nye, he's a good singer. And that song was just bad off to a bad start um and then i also didn't like alan rickman's storyline because it's just like hey let's watch this man decide it's okay to cheat on his wife <laughs> right right so if we were to cut those three out i would like the movie a lot more listen man oh no i like two of them i like the rock star and i like the pm yeah 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 yeah. i like yeah, that he- one i couldn't even tell you why but I it did was like just that cute one. i thought that one was just cute right um and, and there's like <laughs> Uh, a really, I'm going to say tense scene where Hugh Grant plays the prime minister of, of Britain and Billy Bob, and he meets Billy Bob Thornton, who's playing the president of the United States. I forgot this was in the movie, bro. <laughs> and they're having a discussion and they're doing like uh, uh, treaty talks and whatnot. And uh, the president lays down like a firm, like, hey, we're not going to be as friendly to Britain anymore. And then in the next scene, Hugh Grant walks in on him flirting with his secretary that he's in love with yeah who hugh grant has a crush on and so immediately after that they do a press conference like just you know covering the general basis of the president's visit to britain and billy bob thornton's like you know uh our relationship's gonna be a little bit different but i look forward to working with the prime minister and figuring out what our new middle ground is going to be. And Hugh Grant is basically like, nah, this guy sucks. I hate this guy. We stand on our own. He doesn't do anything good. I hate this guy. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty weird. And, and the entire time he's making eye contact with the secretary, that's very much like, Hey, this is for you, baby. And I'm like, this is a, this is a weird pedestal. I don't like this right now. But it does get cute when he he eventually tries to find her, but he doesn't know her address, just the street she lives on. So he goes knocking, like starting at number one, knocking door to door, trying to find her. That was pretty cute. Yeah. And he's a prime minister. So everyone recognizes him. Listen, Um, man. Yeah. I didn't like this movie one bit. Okay. There's two storylines of eight. Which means I should have given this movie a percentage, two out of eight, a quarter, 2.5, um, for how much I liked it. If I only like a quarter of the movie, I should give it a 2.5. But I'm not, because I'm gracious. But um, there's too many Brits, and I'm Well, this start- is a British movie. It's a British movie, and it's making me realize, I don't, I think I might just not like British movies, which is crazy, because I like Kingsman. Yes. And yeah. I also like A King's Speech, both of which mm-hmm. have Colin Firth, so. You also like Queen. Well, yeah. But Queen's different. Okay. Because it's a it's it's a biopic 
over anything else. Um, so I guess you, I'm very picky on how I like sure. my Brits. And this was just straight up too much, bro. This and was it, very it, British. It, it was so British. And I, there was, I saw a lot of people I liked for a very short amount of time. And it didn't give them enough time to, to do anything. Yeah. So uh, we ta- we referenced it last week, but this is the movie with the iconic cue card scene where Andrew Lincoln is at Kira Knightley's house and he's professing his love to her using cue cards. That scene is not well done. It's, it's a not, very dude. clunky scene. It's so awkward. The, another, the thing I really don't like about this is having multiple storylines is when you have so many you're forcing us to jump cut between weeks in this person's life. So the last time we saw him, there was a super awkward exchange where we found out that he liked her. The next time we see them, he's professing his love. Yeah. There so are like scenes if this was the main where they, sto- there are people not seeing each other, be like saying goodbye. And the next time they see each other, I'm going to propose. And that was too much for me. Yeah, I think this movie definitely would have benefited from being three segments fewer. Yeah, at, at, um, the, at the least, yeah, for sure. I do want to. I do want to say I did the one that I liked every time it came on. The one that I was looking forward to the most is every time they cut to the one with Liam Neeson and Ferb from Phineas and Ferb. Um, I liked their. I liked their storyline. It was cute. It was like. It there weren't really any stakes for us as an adult, but uh, I'm also able to see like this means everything to the kid. So the stakes are as high as they could possibly be. Right. So for the audience who didn't watch this movie, but is still listening to this, there's a kid who's in middle school who really likes this girl who's also in middle school. And he tells his dad, hey, I'm going through some stuff right now. I don't want to talk about it. He goes, well, what? He's And his dad's like legitimately scared. He's getting bullied or whatever. because He doesn't want to talk. He goes, I'm in love with this girl. Okay. And there's nothing you can do about it because she doesn't even notice me. So that whole storyline is just the dad coaching his son in middle school relationships. And that was cute, except for the fact that Liam Neeson is not a good actor. And somehow, such a simple part was unbelievable. (laughs) It was so hard to believe that Liam Neeson, the guy that finds people and kills people... For his kids. For his kids. Didn't know anything that was going on in this kid's life. And encouraged him to break TSA protocols. Yeah, Two that years was, was kind of buck wild. Yeah, yeah, dude. Also, this movie references 9-11 in like kind Ooh. of a lighthearted manner. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, what I like um, during 9-11, everyone was calling all of their loved ones. And I'm like, didn't this movie come out like right after 9-11? Two years. Do you yeah. know how uncomfortable it makes me when the Brits talk about 9-11? <laughs> this is like... The fiasco that happened when the Brit played, we had a British person play uh, Martin Luther King. Sure, yeah. That are just like, you weren't even there. <laughs> you weren't even there, bro. Yeah, like, so there, there are there are terrorist, international terrorist attacks that happened five, six years ago that I would not be comfortable writing into a movie. And, and meanwhile, Richard Curtis is like, 9-11? Don't also, mind if I 9/11. do. Pretty bad one, dude. Pretty, it's a pretty bad, bad one. one. We're not referencing one where a dozen people died in a national disaster. Thousands, bro. So on purpose. On purpose. So listen, there's they hadn't even started building the memorial yet. <laughs> the wound was not even like the wound was still fresh, guys. You also you weren't there. You weren't there, bro. Anyway, listen, this, I'm not from New was... York, but I also know that if my sibling, actually, I would say the Brits and us are like cousins, has a traumatic thing that happens in their life, I don't go start talking about it in my movie. Yeah. 
You know, maybe I should so let them. So lightheartedly. Yeah, I'll let them do that. And I'm not going to do it in a rom-com. Anyway, that was one line in the movie and we just talked about it for five minutes. Uh, yeah, the movie sucks. See it or not. Um, um, I do want to, so I, I want to make sure we touch on all the segments at least a little bit. Okay. Uh the Colin Firth segment was cute, but the time frame was too short. I think I that's, also didn't know what was going on. I think that's the segment that suffers the most from being a segment, which is so Colin Firth, the, his character starts the movie. His brother's cheat or his wife is cheating on him with like his brother. Oh, or, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And so to get a break from it all, he goes to like a cottage or whatever. And there's a there's a Portuguese woman there or for what? Uh, uh, housekeeper uh that i'm gonna be honest that i don't know i just kind of know she was there um and they bond through the through this little visit and right before they leave he's like oh man i think i like this girl so he spends the next month going to classes and learning portuguese and then at the end of the movie he goes to her hometown and proposes to her and we find out that she was also taking english classes for him which i thought was a very cute moment i think that like isolated and knowing just like a little bit of context that was a cute moment could have used a bit more context though if we had a if so he's we had only has two like or three, three or scenes. four segments in this entire movie the first segment he finds out he's getting cheated on second segment he gets introduced to this girl third segment no he's learning first the segment is the cheating and introduction second one is they have to go swimming together right yeah and then they also and then he says what something like i i would hate to say goodbye to you and at the end of every day and she's like oh, i hate it as, as well but they're saying it in their respective languages so they don't know what they're saying third one is saying goodbye i'm going back to portugal and the fourth one is will you marry me yeah that is I, so nuts bro it's nuts it like it, it's i thought that they had really fun interactions i liked the bit where they were saying the same thing in their respective language at the table i thought that was a cute scene right um but then you know and i also thought just like him proposing an incredibly broken portuguese that, that it was good the, I, there was a lot of good stuff happening and we would have had more time for good stuff if if, if it wasn't segmented. if rowan axe atkinson wasn't in this movie oh my god if mr bean wasn't in this movie we would have had time yeah because <laughs> mr instead, bean is mr bean, I heard is in mr. This movie bean talk for... for the first time in who knows how long Mr. Bean has two scenes in this movie. One of them is a plot device, and the other time he's the most annoying person I've ever met. Because it's, <laughs> it's during Alan Rickman's segment, and he's trying to buy jewelry for his mistress. And he's trying to do it quickly so his wife doesn't catch him, because she's also at the store. Which, like, ballsy move in the first place, Alan. Um, and, he, and Rowan Atkinson's, like, the joke is that he's taking a comedically long time with all these flourishes and extra packaging and like oh i'm putting ginger in the packaging and alan rickman's like hurry up hurry up and and rowan atkinson just like doesn't care and now i'm like i don't care either yeah i at some it made me uncomfortable because you're like he's going to get caught but yeah i also the stakes were so low because we're not rooting for him yeah so we were held hostage by a bad scene is what was happening <laughs> also I don't know the resolution of their plot line. The resolution of their plot line is we're sticking together for the kids. Okay, that sucks. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, that is it a does. bad resolution because the climax of their of their arc is after the pageant, which is where everybody comes together. His wife pulls him aside and she's like, "I know what you're doing. You've made a foolish decision, but even worse than that, you made a fool out of me." And then she just walks away without saying anything else. And then we cut to a month later, and they're cu- and they're still like kissing on the cheek and everything. And I'm like, I I don't I'm not connecting the dots. And even worse, I don't know if there are even dots to connect. Yeah, dude. This this movie didn't know what it was doing. I, th- I think it just it tried a bunch of different things and didn't ed- execute most of them well. Um, what's another bet? There's so many, dude. Oh, <laughs> can we just talk about how your mom looks so much like Emma Thompson is crazy? Um, I guess. Which one is Emma Thompson? Alan Rickman's wife. Oh, okay. Um, I could see that. I looked, it threw me off. And then throughout the movie, I'm like, okay, this is uncomfortable. And then I looked up younger pictures of Emma Thompson. I'm like, oh, they're the same. Um, and now now our entire audience knows what your mom looks like. <laughs> I guess so. Um, I kind of see it. Um, yeah, there are some things. Okay. I'm just in the face. Sure. In the face sure, sure. a little bit. Um, both short hair. But like as far as like mannerisms and personality, not so much. Yeah. But I'm just like um, in the face. I'm like, whoa crazy yeah also i i didn't like how like hard flipped alan rickman's character was because at first he was like hey mia i don't want to be with you i'm happily married and then his own wife is like oh your assistant's kind of cute and alan rickman's like yeah yeah she is isn't she (laughs) (laughs) so weird Um, so like yeah. I said, I, that was my least favorite one. And in order to in order to touch on all of the segments, this added nothing in terms of substance. However, I did find the body all the body double scenes I thought were funny. Zero substance, just comedy. I was there for that. Oh, is that the the sex scenes that they had? A yeah, film? yeah. So Martin Freeman and I don't remember the actress's name, but they were they were body doubles for movies, so that way they could like get the lighting and stuff when they're doing sex scenes. And it's such an awkward situation, but they play it so straight faced. Like it's not that they're awkwarded out by it. This is just a normal day for them, and they're just having normal chit chat. I'm like, all right, this is funny. This right, this is enjoyable, and they were cute. I they were a cute couple. Yeah, I thought it just it was just too much. At that point, I'm just like, oh, now I have to watch nudity with my wife. And it's supposed <laughs> to be funny, but it's it's cheeky. No pun intended. Pun it's intended. It's just like, it's not even, it's not funny. It's just like, um, I don't even know. Whimsical? Listen, bro, how long <laughs> did, is too long for this movie? How long is too, I mean. Because I thought at an hour, I was almost done. <laughs> I I thought I was almost done at like 90 minutes. So I I see you a little bit. So I literally paused it and I'm like, all right, there's going to be like 10 or 15 minutes left of this. (laughs) I was an hour in and there's, this is a two and a half, two hours and 15 minute long movie. And the problem is is with so many segments, there's no sense of progression. Yeah. You don't know if this story, are we hitting climaxes? Like, are we hitting mile markers? Like, I don't know what's happening. Are we in the first, second, third act? Who knows? So an hour in, I thought we were almost done. And I was so wrong. Yeah. So overall, this movie was cute, but but this movie was also bad. I chose to (laughs) cling to the cute segments. I think this is a good of the potential holiday romance movies, this one, this one's one of the better ones. It's not, it's better than a Hallmark movie, better than the holiday. I'm I'm vibing with it. I'm Listen vibing man. with it. On IMDb, this movie 
is the 36th most watched movie. For right now. For right now, because it's in December. To give you a perspective, there are only two other movies that didn't come out in the last two years. All the other movies in this list are 2021 and 2020. And those movies (laughs) are Home Alone and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Every single other one on this list came out this year or last year. So people love this movie. And the rating on IMDb is, I mean too high it's like a 7.6 yes it's higher than elf it's higher than santa claus it's higher than how the grinch stole christmas with jim carrey it's higher than all that the only thing it's not higher than is die hard (laughs) and i'm upset bro that rating is too high too many people are watching this which means one of two things either people are crazy or the people that use imdb are crazy or i'm wrong and i refuse to admit that i'm wrong. <laughs> that's impossible dude it's there's no like i'm not reading into this artistically like there's movies like um clockwork orange that maybe you and i missed something i know i didn't miss anything with this movie there's not there's nothing to it it's just not good bro and that's why closing statement i'm giving a 4.25 it's higher than clockwork orange but not by much and you know that we appreciate Clockwork Orange Slander any day, every day on this podcast, on this right. podcast page. Right, right, right. So, uh, Alex, what's our improv segment? Our improv segment is Hurt My Own Feelings. Oh, goodness. We haven't done this one since episode 23. Dude, it fe- strangely enough, it feels longer than that. <laughs> it's been a minute. And for all of you people who might have forgot, because I kind of did, we come up with a famous movie scenario right and it's just loosely based on that but craig and i are going to self-deprecate self-deprecate partake in self-depreciation no i'm letting you struggle keep self, going self-deprecation self we're going to try and self-deprecate there we're gonna we go hurt our own feelings as much as humanly possible um so we're going to go after ourselves and not each other and see at the end who has hurt their most hurt their own feelings this is not compliment based we're not trying to hoist the other person up so we're lower we're just trying to go in on each other or go in on ourselves so uh our first major movie scene is from a few good men where tom cruise is interrogating jack nicholson and this is when jack nicholson goes you can't handle the truth so i can be the lawyer you can be the defendant but either way we're gonna hurt our own feelings all right I'll, i'll be the defendant sweet so where were you when the alarm sounded on that ship You were in charge. Where were you? Well, if you kept a look at my logs, you would know that I'm not exactly the best captain anywhere in these parts. So if you're trying to get a straight answer out of me, I'm sorry, but you're not going to find one. Listen, man, I barely passed the bar. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be asking you questions. Are we doing cross-examination? Is that what this is called? No, that's not until later. So why am I talking to him again? Am I doing opening, closing? Am I even allowed to talk to this? Am I in the right place? The court, the court, the case hasn't started yet. I thought you guys were just chatting. So we're good to talk, right? Like I'm not going to get in trouble. I mean, I guess I'm not going to stop you. I'm too, I I have a salad over here. I'm going to, I'm just going to keep eating my salad. Okay. you just keep doing your thing. Thanks. So, members of the jury. <laughs> I, I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Objection. 
Um, um, this hey, guy's not answering my questions. Hey, I'm a pretty lousy criminal, but I'm pretty sure that nothing's happening right now. We're in the bathroom, man. Hey, so listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really scared. This is my first day. I don't really know what's going on. I've watched a couple movies and I wore a suit and I think I'm a lawyer. Okay. Okay, you People know, people have been calling me I'm, counselor, so that makes me think I'm a lawyer, but I'm not I'm, exactly sure. I'm not the smartest guy in the bunch, but I do not want to ask. Do you know who you're representing? Because I'm sorry if it's me. If it's I me, you're in for his a name rough was case. John Doe, but I'm starting to think I okay. got lost and ended up in the morgue. And uh, I don't. No, 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 oh no, 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 no. Sorry, I know, I know where the confusion is. My name is Jahan Doe. It looks like John. My parents gave me a really stupid name and i just i don't have the confidence to change it so i was it, it, it looks like john but it's Jahando. listen man if anyone should know anything about stupid names it should be me my real name is alexander craig and the issue with that is you're I right two that's first a names. stupid last name it's so stupid everyone calls me craig alexander because that would make sense if you had two first names who has the last name of craig first of all <laughs> craig in itself is a horrible name and now I have to bear that. I am so stupid, and my parents are stupid, and everyone is stupid. You know for I'm me stupid. I hate myself so no, much. No, I hate myself. I hate myself so much I could end my own life. Why did my parents have to name me Craig? I hate everything. You, you know, know what? what? <laughs> Whether or not I'm your attorney doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Do you have a? Did you commit a felony? Do you have a weapon? Either way, I'll take it off of you. Did you bring it in the courthouse? Because apparently in this scenario you did, and I'm taking it off of you. I would love to tell you, but you haven't stopped rambling for 90 seconds. It's because I'm anxious. Not only do I not know what my job is, but my last name is Craig, which, as we've talked about, is the worst name. Hey, listen, I've been going through a really rough patch. I think, you know, I think I do deserve jail time. I, it doesn't even matter what I did beforehand. I deserve jail time, and, and I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to hurt myself, so I think the easiest way to get jail time is to discharge a weapon in a courtroom. Cox gun. Okay. Not bad, bro. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, Alright, man, you want to do one more scene? Yeah, I'm thinking, like, can we get, like, uh, we are, uh, we're married, and we're trying to amicably, uh, come to a divorce. Oh, like we're having so we're doing a, a marriage story. Yes, we're having our first discussion about divorce. Okay, we can do that. Hey, um, do you have a second to talk about that thing we brought up last week? Um, listen. <laughs> <laughs> whenever you, listen, whenever you start with the listen, I just, I know I've done something wait, wrong. Wait, 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 I'm almost done. Okay, what were you saying? <laughs> I don't, I don't even get the joke. <laughs> Listen, it'll reveal itself soon enough. <laughs> Did you do something to your audio file? <laughs> no, it will, re it will reveal, reveal itself. Okay. We're still in the scene. Um... Uh, listen, I just, I know that I haven't been a very good partner and-, and Wait, wait, you, wait, 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 hold up. Wait, I need complete silence. <sighs> okay, you're saying? I hate this. And I know I haven't been a very good partner and I haven't been as supportive to you as I should be. And, and I just want, I take full responsibility for uh, the, the pitfalls that have happened in our relationship. Listen, I have a secret to tell you and you've probably already picked up from it because I've done it twice since you were here. I have prostate cancer and I've been wearing Depends for the past six months. I haven't, yeah, I haven't I been know. able to make it to the bathroom. I, 
I've been picking them up for you at the store. Um, Did you think this was news? Did you? I knew this. And well, and I felt bad because I wouldn't be able to cover your medical bills. And, and like, I've been able to cover us, you know, just with my job. But, you know, my job doesn't have good enough health insurance to get uh, to, to make sure that you're covered as well. And, and I just feel really bad about that. I'm, I'm just sorry because I didn't know you knew or else I wouldn't have blamed all the carpet stains on the dog. Which I kind of just blew off as a joke because we don't have a dog. And I thought that you were also playing a joke, but I guess, you know, my ability to read people isn't really that good, that strong, I guess. Um, I thought I, I thought I knew what was going on inside your head, but I'm, I'm sorry for not looking in deeper. And I'm just, I just want to apologize to you because I didn't realize you were literally keeping this house running while I was over here pissing my pants. While you were getting groceries and keeping our family alive, which I just realized we don't even have a dog anymore. (laughs) I've been over here in the corner trying to cover up my stains with an imaginary animal. (laughs) I just realized I might also be going crazy. (laughs) Because here I am over here trying to yes and... And, and you're getting rid of some of the things I've created, which is not even on you. I don't blame you. If I was with me, I'd be, I wouldn't even know what was happening. And that's on me. It's time I, I finally started taking responsibility for things. And if you want to leave, I get it. So I just want to say, I, I, I'm really, I, I've been having a lot of bad uh, self-image recently because you are right. The dog was imaginary. Just like I'm imaginary. And and I feel so bad that th- that I am the best that you could come up with. I, I think that you deserve someone better than what this figment of your imagination is. So I, I'm... I think that you deserve a better version of me inside your head. Somehow, you apologizing to me for not being real doesn't make me feel better because it just confirms that I'm crazier than I thought. Shush, 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 shush. We don't use the C word around here. But you're, did I just tell, am I consoling myself Self-soothing? right now? Yes, yes. You are self, this is a technique that Dr. Miles told us about, you know, two years ago in therapy. Come on, remember, Alex. But I was Alex, in therapy remember. and you were there, but you're not real. <laughs> am I even alive? FBI, open up! Wakes up from drug overdose. Listen, man, I can't go back. I can't go back. I've messed up my life. I've messed up my wife's life. I've messed up my children's lives. I can't go back. I can't make Listen. it worse for them. Cox hey. Gun. Oh, I was gonna, we got to take you in so that we can take a really cool picture for the precinct. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look at this cool druggie we found. <laughs> oh, man. You know, hurt my own feelings. That's a good one. <laughs> Turn into something else in both of these scenes. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to our middle segment. Um, We're going to be taking some quizzes. We haven't taken some quizzes in a while. Um, And I decided that um, we're we're going to find out what kind of couple we are. All right. Um, I I just I just find it fun to take a couple quizzes for friendships. Uh, Pretty simple. I've got this one on brainfall.com and I have another one from BuzzFeed. Um, So this one is simply called what type of couple are you? Uh, The first one. uh, How long have you and your partner been together? Uh, Six or more years easy peasy yep um where did we meet through mutual friends at a part of your club through an online dating site at work or none of these as we discussed a few yeah as a few we discussed this a few weeks ago we met you know during a production of bye bye birdie which i would consider work considering i had to be around that piece of work the whole time how do you settle an argument with your significant other do we have a screaming match then make up after several days of not talking Nope. Do we resolve our fights quickly, then profess our love for one another? 
Nope. We don't sweat the small stuff and settle our agreements through compromise, or we don't argue at all. I was waiting for a, we don't talk about it and pretend it didn't happen. (laughs) Which I think is the, which I think is the don't sweat the small stuff. Okay, I would say that then. Yeah. Um, pick a Valentine's date you'd most like to give or receive. Jewelry, a bouquet of roses, a night at the movies, a gift card, some sexy lingerie, and a night of passion. I, I think uh, we gotta go movies, right? Yeah, ob- objectively, yes, correct. Um, how, often, or how often do you and your significant other text during the course of the day? One to three times. I like to check with, in with them to see how their day is going. Constantly or not a texter? We don't really text very often. Yeah, but... If- if we count the group chat, it's one to three times. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, this is six of ten. Uh, where is the perfect spot to take your honey on a date? Fancy restaurant, a play, an open mic at a bookstore, a popular bar, or ahem, my bedroom. Okay, I'm stuck between a play and an open mic. Yeah, uh, the bookstore is kind of the curveball there. Yeah, who has all? Who's doing? Slam poetry and or stand up and at or at a Barnes and Noble. Dude, none of that makes sense. Um, I'm gonna for say that the reason, open mic. I'm gonna. I think we should just like the concept of an open mic kind of fits our aesthetic a little better. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, click a drink to share: wine, beer, margarita, or a milkshake. Dude, wine, this beer, is the problem margarita. between you drinking and me not. <laughs> I would go margarita because your dad makes them. Okay, sure, sure. Um, what's a pet name you'd like to be called? We don't, uh, we don't do pet names. So just our name is good. Yeah. Uh, what is the sexiest part of your partner's body? Their eyes, their lips, their arms, their chest, or their private parts? I was hoping there would be like sense of humor. (laughs) I'm just going to go easy peasy. Let's just go arms. Arms are pretty neutral. Okay. Last question. Eyes, bro. We should have said eyes. Okay. Okay, we'll do eyes. We'll do eyes. We'll do eyes. Sweating the small stuff. Not sweating the small stuff. Um, hold. I got an ad literally right in front of me. Oh, uh, what song do you envision being played at our wedding? Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. You're My Best Friend by Queen. At Last by Etta James. First Day of My Life by Bright Eyes. Or I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. Probably Best Friend, right? Yeah, makes sense. And Submit, easy peasy. What type of couple are we? How many times do I have to hit get result? Take this short survey. <laughs> Take another questionnaire to find out. What? Okay, we're the friend couple. Nice. We're, we're the fr- yeah, which makes sense. Listen, there is a little bit of credibility to this test then. Yes. Okay. Um, our second and final one is a BuzzFeed quiz. This one is going to identify our um, faults in our relationship. Love Every it. romantic relationship falls into one of these categories. Where do you and your significant other fall? How much do you talk to your significant other? Uh, six hours a week, a lot. We talk at least a hundred hours a week. We've been talking less and less usually lately. Uh, or it changes a lot. Just depends. I would say it changes a lot. Depends on how much we record, work schedule, stuff like that. Um, how far away does your partner live? Uh, pretty far. Oh, <laughs> pretty far. Uh, no, there's a long distance situation. That's us. Yep. Um, what do you and your partner have in common? Everything, eye color, everything, eye color, loyalty, hair, same taste in music, or taste in video games. I guess loyalty. It's gotta be. Yeah. Uh, what's one? Definitely yeah, not music. Not or anything video games. else. <laughs> what's one thing you change about your partner? The fact that they won't give me their password. Word. nothing they're absolutely perfect they spend way too much time with their friends uh their personality or they're a little suffocating tbh i would say they're friends and we can just <laughs> substitute in the other person's family <laughs> yeah what's something you'd leave your partner for 
if they stopped being nice to me or making me laugh, okay. if we started to drift apart, but of course we'd try to fix things first, but hey, it happens sometimes. If they were really rude to people working at stores or restaurants, a lack of communication, if I saw they were still friends with their ex, or nothing ever. Uh, lack of communication might be a big one. Yeah, yeah, if that's kind of important. Stop talking, that would, that would do it's, it. That would stop. If your significant other was sad, how would you cheer them up? I don't know. That's not really my job. Figure out your own emotions, loser. (laughs) That's a very good one. I would shower them with affection. I'd ask them if I did anything wrong. I'd make them some comfort food and let them vent. Eek. I don't know how to handle emotions, so I'd probably panic, which feels pretty similar to the first one. Uh, Or I'd probably just leave them alone until they're happy again. Those are all. The first one and the last two are pretty close. Yeah. So which of these four answers do you want? Hmm. Are you leaning towards a particular one? Um, not particularly. Mm-hmm. I think I'd, I'd probably do the comfort food and let them vent. Okay, we can do that. Uh, your significant other is working themselves way too hard. What do you do? Guilt them into spending time with you? Wrong mm-hmm. answer in general. I'd spend that. I'd surprise them with a little act of kindness. I'd let them be. If they want to overwork themselves, that's on them. Okay. Yo, hey, who wrote this quiz? Lots of personal accountability in this. Hey, if you wrote this quiz, are you okay? <laughs> Uh, probably just sit with them and ask what they're doing. If they're busy with work, then I can have more time for myself. Tell them you're concerned that they're working too hard and encourage them to take a break when they can. That one. Yeah, I tell you you're working too hard frequently. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you, how well do you really think you know your partner? Not at all. Well enough. I'm more concerned about if they know me better than they know themselves. I know them pretty well, but they still surprise me. I feel like I know every facet of them. I feel like it'd be pretty well, but they still surprise me. I agree. And lastly, do you see a future with this person? Yes. And it gives me butterflies. Yes. I never want us to be apart for a single second. If I'm being honest, no. Or maybe not. I don't know. Honestly, they make me so happy and I just want to make them just as happy as return. In return. Yes, they could never leave me and I could never leave them. Or absolutely not. There's a lot of those that were just the same thing said differently. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to be just like a general like, yes, and we're happy. Sure. Oh, Alex. We got this super love relationship. Oh, Our relationship is one of those whirlwind Hollywood romances that everyone dreams of having. It's like some sort of fairy tale, but it's clearly not fiction. Except Thanks, for Buzz the fact feed. that we're doing this as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Well... We've we've taken the trip from love actually to hurting our feelings to learning something about ourselves and our relationship and the one hit wonder is called Wingman. Okay. I have ten words. You can put a word before or after, and you want to just just create the best thing you can. So okay. for instance, yeah. if you put truth, you could put like brutally truthful. Just mix it up a little bit, or honestly, or heartfelt, or something like that. So here we go. Create the best thing you can could be funny whatever you want to do first word is reaction sorry um scary reaction it's a scary reaction you know what and i'm just gonna leave these up for interpretation to the audience this is the this is the best things you can come up with next word is growth personal growth okay significance uh significant other all right length satisfactory length okay (laughs) intention good intentions audience participatory audience something we don't have 
Yeah, um, correct. <laughs> advice. Bad advice. Reality. Show. And finally, vegetable. Cooked vegetables. Cooked vegetable. Cooked vegetables. Well, that would be the end of the one-hit wonder. I didn't write anything other than that. However, I think it's time we look into what you mean by those. Okay. So, and I'm going to zoom in some very specific ones. For instance, satisfactory. <laughs> When I give you the option to create anything you wanted, you didn't dream big. You dreamed average. (laughs) Listen, I want a satisfactory movie length. I want a satisfactory length of the pizza. I want a satisfactory length. Also, who measures the pizza in length? Shut up. I was coming up with stuff on the spot. (laughs) All right. Okay. 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 Um, good intentions. Yeah. You know. Listen, we've all been backstabbed by a friend or two. It's nice to know that someone's looking out for us. And finally, do you want to tell me a little bit more about this participant? Particip- <laughs> okay, well. Participatory audience. Listen, man, I kind of knew the word you said, but can't relate. I'm um, just thinking about like in Family Feud when Steve Harvey points to the crowd and they just go freaking nuts. Yeah. Can you imagine... If you would, please. If uh, hold we... on, let me enter my, my my mind palace. Okay. Okay, I've entered. The Hold on, the door's stuck. Hold on. Hold, I lost the key. Hold on. Sure. Can, I think Take I'm just going to... Cl- yeah, no, no, no. I th- this window's usually open. Hold on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Okay. Okay, we're good. You're just okay. going to... Mm, mm, okay. Imagine, I, we have yes. 100 audience members. 100 audience members. And we told them to pair a word with truth or reaction Dare? or growth or whatever. Do you think... Any of them would have said what you said. I think people would have said good intentions. Yeah, that would have been fair. Um, I think... What else did I say? Cooked vegetables? I'd probably get a few. I think... Here's the crazy part. I think frozen would have been higher than cooked. Okay, fair. Fair. I can see that. Um, I also think wheelchair would have been pretty high. I was not going to say that. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, you know what? Sometimes they come with hitters and sometimes they bomb. And that was our one-hit wonder wingman. And <laughs> it's never coming back. And that's life, bro. That's life. Sometimes people leave and they never come back. And at least now you know. No Alex, surprises. what else have you been watching? What else have I been watching? Well, I tried to get back into Okay, listen, I'm gonna come I'm gonna be on I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Okay. I'm watching the blacklist. Alright. Now the blacklist is bad TV. Yes. And there's also too many episodes in a season. Yeah. The first mm-hmm. season has 22. Yeah. This was one of like the last, I remember the blacklist being one of the last like 22 episode network television shows. It's bad, but for some reason I can't stop watching. Um, I have started and stopped this show three or four times, but now I'm in it. And if I don't watch it all the way through now, I'm not watching it again. Yeah. What was the point? Um, I'm running into some trouble with the fact that, um, the seasons are too long. And by that, I mean, there are obvious parts where it should be over and we go into the next season and then they go on for four more episodes. Yeah. That was Uh, a big reason why I couldn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's just like, it's a cool concept, but like it didn't do anything. Yeah. I don't feel like we're getting anywhere. I don't see the point. Like there's no, like when I watched The Mentalist, there was an overarching theme of we are going to try and find the serial killer that killed this guy's family i don't know if there's an overarching theme in this thing i have no idea what's going on also the acting is not good it's not and no i would say there's three good actors there's three of them and there's is it's james a big cast one of them well the thing is here's the thing with james slater you might know him from age of ultron as Ultron. yes he's just that guy the ultron guy all the time um 
Yeah, again, I just, I have, I really heavily associate this show with my parents. So uh, I have, I just, I've seen enough of it to be like, huh, this is an interesting enough show that I have no intention of watching. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching it. I just finished the first season. I think there's five. Who knows? Could be more. Um, I don't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> um, but I recommend it to everyone's parents. Yes. And that, yeah, that's, that's who it's I made got. for. Um, I watched. I rewatched the original Matrix. I want to watch uh the full trilogy before the new one comes out. Nice. Um, holds up. That movie holds. Uh, and you would even think like, oh, compute like CGI from 22 years ago. It's probably bad. Kind of. There are some parts where like the CG assists mm-hmm. the movie and that still is fine. That looks clean. It's when they have to rely entirely on CG to build a full entity. That's where things aren't great. Yeah. Um, did you, if you had to rank the trilogy movie, I haven't movie. seen the rest of the trilogy yet. So, okay. um, ask me that again in two weeks. <laughs> Sweet. Um, and then the other, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Are you going to ask me something? Okay. I was going to ask then, you follow up things, but I have, I also haven't seen them in 15 years. Yeah. So. I would recommend rewatching them. It, it holds up. Uh, and then the other thing that I watched, uh, after loving tick, tick, boom so much, there was no way I couldn't watch rent. So I watched rent for the first time and that movie has some really high highs and some very low lows. Dude, I remember watching the movie for the first time. I didn't realize how old that is. It, yeah, it's like 2006, I think, something around that. That, but and uh, but it's set in the 90s, like right. the turn of the decade, 90s. Um, and the acting is good. Um, there's just some scenes that are hard to get through, really hard to get through. Um, like uh, Adina Menzel's uh protest show that like Mm -hmm. one woman show she has oh oh yikes Ooh, not good (laughs) so if you had to pick a best and worst song the worst song is the adina menzel protest song hate it bad um and i would say the best is either the opening number or the bohemia song the song they sing in the diner Mm -hmm. that song rules the ensemble the ensemble numbers in this movie kick butt like they have such a good vibe to them and amazing energy so like overall good movie i enjoyed watching it but though ooh, this movie was weighed down by so much garbage (laughs) so like that's a flat seven for me okay listen dude sevens are good yeah sevens are good sevens are good it's like hey when you go to watch rent just accept the fact that there's going to be like 20 minutes where you're like no thanks actually i will say rent is the worst movie to surprise somebody with (laughs) yeah yeah if they don't know what they're about to watch don't give them rent yeah it's like hey do you want to watch a musical about the aids crisis in <laughs> new york and they're just they, you can't you have to ask them that you can't just be like hey let's watch a movie and then 20 minutes in they're like so yeah. we're killing people with aids now dude no one has ever walked in watched someone in the middle of rent and said, you know, I'll stick around and see how this ends. <laughs> <laughs> Never happens. Oh gosh. Uh, but yeah, so good movies this week. I watched, I watched some good movies. Very happy. Uh, next week we're, f- uh, wrapping up Dick Van December with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And I'm gonna be honest, the way, the way that the rest of Dick Van December has gone, I am cautious. I am cautiously approaching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. 
I haven't seen this movie again in like 15 years. Yeah, well, well, same. Probably a little bit less. I loved this movie. Yeah. More than every other Dick Van December movie we've watched. I love this one so much. So I hope and pray it um, holds up. My wife has never seen this movie before. And, and it's I a hope... chunky movie. So you got to sit down and prepare for it. Right. I, I, there's going to be a part of my childhood that she gets to see through this. However, when I asked her if she knew what movie we were watching next, she thought it was Ricky Ticky Tommy. <laughs> so, <laughs> the bar the is on the floor. <laughs> She's just picking sounds now. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yes. But uh, until next week, uh, I hope you guys have a happy holidays. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Craig. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.